With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No Block, No Rock, episode 14. Mike wanted me to do a fancy intro, but we're not about that. We're straight to the business. <laughs> Speaking of the business, Mike, what, what's our sponsor Javi's got going on? I, uh, Anything special? Uh, they always got specials going on. Mm. If you haven't been to Javi's, there's two locations. One on 180th and Q Street here in Omaha. And then their new location on Lakeside Plaza. Excellent Mexican food. If you haven't had it, go give it a try. Burritos the size of your forearm. Forearm. Even if you work out, they're bigger. Promise. <laughs> Special guest joining us tonight. No, you're saying we got another guest. Look, the guests just keep falling on our lap. This is sweet. I mean, we don't even we don't even ask. They just they request to come on. I don't believe that. No, okay, <laughs> that's a little too far. But hey, in all seriousness, a very nice conversation with former. Nebraska Whiteout, DeMornay Pearsonell. Hey, little DPE action. DPE action. Um, so what we got coming up is just a little interview with DeMornay. He was very open and he was very honest. And It's a good interview, guys. You'll enjoy interview. it. So here we go with DeMornay's interview, and we hope you enjoy it. DeMornay Pearsonell, thank you for taking some time out to join us on the No Block, No Rock podcast. Appreciate you for having me. Course. Mike, if you want to kick us off with some spring game talk. Yeah. All right. Well, as we all know, spring game is tomorrow. So um, can you describe your experience with spring ball? Did you like spring ball? Uh, did you look forward to going out and doing the red-white game and all that stuff? Um, it was always fun, honestly, um, except for the year I was hurt other than that. Um, but, I mean, you know, you go out there and you – you got a chance to come back. That's when, you know, a lot of guys, we're just in winter training and whatnot. So, I mean, you got a chance to actually hit somebody, get back out there, do one another, talk a lot of trash. So, I mean, it's the first time just getting back out there. I mean, and 70,000 fans, 80,000 fans for a practice. Like That's wild. I mean, it's it, it's crazy. So, I mean, uh, of course you look forward to it and whatnot. And um, it's always some, some type of show, some type of competition going on, I mean, for – us to be interactive with the with the fans and whatnot. So I mean, I, I absolutely miss it, and you know, it was it was fun when I was there, and I I can remember. So like comparing the spring game to an actual, let's just say a, a conference not game, even close. not even close. Well, I was gonna say like, I was <laughs> gonna say, like close. is the preparation at all similar? Like, do you try to get into a routine? Like, what's kind of the you kind of, you you uh, spring game? You know, you kind of got you kind of got your routine, but you you know, it's just kind of a practice. Just it's. A little bit more alive because like fans are kind of there and whatnot. Um, game day, I mean, you know, spring ball really it, it really don't count as far as like score and whatnot because the work is already done. Any type of position battles or you know if you're trying to make a name for yourself have already been made. The game is kind of like uh, for so those for some of those other dudes, excuse me, to kind of you know take off a little bit or show what they can do and whatnot and kind of uh, go from there. 
um, again, when it's an actual game, like no, your it's your mind is completely different because it's really live bullets and like you know you don't want to like harm or kill your other teammates or anything right. like that. So it's guys kind of taking care of themselves and whatnot. Actual game day, you taking somebody's head off. Oh yeah. Okay, so like, <clears throat> assuming you've been following the program currently under Frost, a so bit. a little bit. So you know they announced that during the first half they're going to be doing this thud tackling. Uh-huh. T- you know, tackling in quotes. Uh-huh. Like, what? Can you understand why they're doing the thud, or are you kind of like, man, come on, do some tackling? Like, what's your thoughts? Um, well, I mean, you don't want to go. F- at the end of the day, it's like the season is is right around the corner. Yep. So I mean, just what if you take off? If you take off the restraints, like people are gonna hit each other. Right. Yeah. So they are teammates. You don't want to necessarily mess up, and you friendly fire your own team, and your starting safety knocks out your best receiver or your yeah. number one receiver, or your best offensive weapon going in or whatever, or uh, your offensive lineman rolls up on your second or starting whatever you know linebacker or whatever so it, it's it's protection so that that's what the thud is you don't want a full you might have some live periods okay now we're going we're moving to the live period to where okay take their head off yeah the second half they're going to be doing yeah. that yeah, yeah. exactly so the I mean, younger you know, guys getting getting their feet wet they them understanding what it is kind of like for the guys who weren't here last fall or whatnot, who came in the spring or came uh, later on or whatnot, or new enrollees, guys who early enrollment or whatnot. It's just mm-hmm. for, so they can kind of experience things and whatnot. So as a, we'll say, as a fan, as a coach, as a player, what do you want to get out of a spring game? Like, is there anything that you're you're shooting for? Is there is there anything that you're looking for to evaluate yourself or your teammates or – like what? Or is it just fluff? Yeah. Like, is it just which one? Wh- as far as which one are you asking? Are you asking me as a fan? Are you asking me as a coach? Are you asking? Me I'm as asking a you as a. I'm asking you as a former player. If you were to look at your alma mater right now as a spring game, what would you be looking for? Um, necessarily like cleanness, consistency, like how okay. the offense runs, how the defense runs. Okay. Um, flashy type dudes, somebody who you know they might do something like, oh, okay, like noted, like uh, that's a guy to kind of like look for. Um, people who show up, you know, when the opportunity presented and, you know, kind of make those big plays. Um, likewise, same thing on defense. Um, just the things that they needed to fix or kind of address uh, from the year before. Um, and just how, overall, like, team morality, like how they are on the sideline, how they're competing. Um, is one, other, or one side necessarily, like, down or mad or whatever, or are they kind of jawing back? Are they actually going by it? Just, just seeing how, how, how it is, how they are as teammates and competitors. Gotcha. Okay. So we're about to roll into a special teams question. Oh, shit. And you are a pretty good special teams player at your time at Nebraska. Yeah, all right. All right. So they say. But <laughs> before we get into that, uh, I want to take us back a little bit. Uh-huh. Back really? to 2014. <laughs> That's a long time ago. True freshman, DeMornay Pearsonell uh, in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. And they shout out to Bo. Yeah, shout out to Bo. Sure last is. game, last time we beat Iowa too. So, sure. <laughs> uh, anyways, just so, the <laughs> so they punted it to you, uh-huh. and you almost housed it that time. Got tackled by the punter. Then don't remind them. They freaking punted <laughs> to you again. Did one? Did you think they were going to punt it to you again? 
And did you know after you caught that one that you did house, did you know you were going to take it to the house? Like, you just, like, you knew that was going to happen after you got caught by the punter? You just had the to first throw it. You just had, yeah, you the just last had to one. throw that in there. You just had, you just, you just had to. That just... I mean, you sound like not? you sound like a female who just had her feelings hurt. Oh, right, right, right. Just throw <laughs> things in your had, face. You just, had to, you just had to bring that back up, didn't you? Shit from seven um, years ago. You just got to bring that just, up. Just had to bring it up. <laughs> Stir up the pot. Stir Jesus. it up. <laughs> um, I didn't necessarily think they were going to throw it back. I mean, I said throw it back. I didn't necessarily think they were going to kick it to me again. Um, but I know I was. You could. You could, that game. You could. You could feel like momentum changing. Yes, I was there. Um, so was I. Yeah, you, um, you were there. <laughs> yeah, you could feel the momentum changing. Um, and I, I knew sooner or later. I was like, if y'all, it was either going to be on special teams or something in the offense to where I was going to have a shot at doing something. Um, so I mean, it was so, sooner or later, I knew something was coming. Um, and then. Defense had a three and out, and we were back in the same situation again. And I was like, all right, it is what it is. Yeah. Had to make some shake, and we did. You saw that ball in the air, and you're like, oh, okay, all right. all right. One cut, you're all gone. Right. In my mind, <laughs> before before he even kicked it, in my mind, I'm like, I don't care how it's coming. I'm, t- I'm taking this next point. That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, it was – Sure enough. I knew my I knew my return my coverage unit was, was going to hold up. Um, I knew I could get past him. I had just done it before, so I mean I knew. I he he hung it a little bit higher. So I mean it came down the first one. He kind of drove it. Um, that 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 one he he let it hang a little bit. So I mean it was close. It was real real close. But um, I'm glad I did take that one, and you know we end up coming out of that game with a win. That was. Crazy. That was a that was a weird game. It was it was weird because I never felt out of it. Like I never felt like you guys were gonna lose the game. That that was the weird part. Like never. Do you remember how that game started? Yeah, they were up like what like twenty one like seven or twenty one yeah, right? nothing. But Sam, it had hope. But it Sam, had like a weird Sam, feeling in my man, stomach. Man, it was just like everything that could go wrong. It <laughs> was going wrong. We were like, and but the thing about that, like we weren't awake, and like we like we knew that it was an early morning game. We normally don't do well like early mornings. Like it kind of takes us a half to kind of like get going, and Bo chewed us. <laughs> um, and then you know we just kind of got not even just Bo, Amir, uh, Randy, uh, Kenny. Um, like we we knew we were shooting ourselves in the foot, like in our own foot. Like it wasn't anything really that they were doing. It was just really just us. Um, defense, you know, they were they they were holding up. It was just the offense just had a. I don't know. It just it's like a dirt bike. Like you, you trying to get it started, you just kicking it and kicking it, and it just it took a little minute. But I mean, we got things going. And that return back to I remember I took a couple jabs, but uh, that return is probably that is the reason we won that game. You shifted momentum on that first return that you did get caught. The second one, we won the game because of that that return. I, I think the momentum was already in our favor. That just added like an extra boost. Because before then, I want to say like a mirror. I think I think a mirror like had a catch, or something like that. Or beforehand, I think Kalu had like a turnover or something like that. Um, a mirror like caught the touchdown. We stopped him with a three and out. Like Kenny had like a bomb. He caught it, and then it was just like it was just like it was like one thing after another. Like they were just like they kept like falling and they were falling hard. And then the next thing you know. Amir scored, Kenny scored, then on defense three and out, kick big kick return. 
I mean, Big Pop returned, and like it was just it, the, the the momentum was just with us. Like it, I don't necessarily I don't want to put it on me because it was a team effort, but I definitely think like you know that was just uh, a huge haymaker thrown. It was contagious. You're like everybody else is doing it. It's my time to shine, right? right. I knew my lick was coming. <laughs> All right, I knew All my right. lick was coming. It's just you, you, you know, you just got to be ready when you when it's when it's your time to get yours in. That's awesome. Okay, um, so special team. Look, the next few questions are going to be about special teams. That's fine. And so, when you think back to your playing days, mm-hmm. being a punt returner, solid punt returner, mind you. Um, just solid. <laughs> don't punt. Well, hey, you said, okay. Well, let's just say, let's just put it out there. You led the nation in punt return yards as a freshman. I think that's noteworthy. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what would you say, like during practice, did you have? How about this? Now that special teams is such a hot-button issue this year, mm-hmm. do you feel like you guys emphasized it maybe more than the current regime does? Or do you, do you feel like maybe... I can't, I can't say that because I'm not necessarily in there. I don't necessarily know what they do on a daily basis or how their operation is. So, like, I'm not going to... Like yeah, we did this better, and this like I'm like right. I'm, not, I'm not gonna say that. Um, I just know um, when it came time for special teams and everything like that. Bo, my freshman year, really took a, a emphasis. Like he led the Thank special. You. He Thank led, you. He led. He he. But that I mean that was on Bo to do that. That wasn't necessarily saying you know, um, it was somebody else's responsibility. But when when it came to to that. Um, those periods like were really competitive. Okay. And I can't say because I don't know. I haven't been down to a practice. I haven't seen them practice. I haven't really asked around necessarily how that goes because um, I'm pretty sure everybody has their own um, recipe mm-hmm. or their own method to their madness. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know how their operations handle, but I just know how ours was when Bo was there. Bo's, Bo was really, really hands-on with mm-hmm. – on both sides of uh, special teams, on our coverage unit and our returns unit. Um, as far as, like, um, we rep things, things were live. Um, it wasn't no thud. It was full tail to where, like, this is how it's going to be in the game. And the more reps you get at that and everything like that, you can see the outcome when you get when you get the right people and the dynamic people an opportunity or chance to um, take the ball or to go get the ball. Um, when you look back at that year, we block kicks. When we played USC, I think we had like three blocks. Right. When we played um, Purdue, B. Riley like had a block. Um, Kyron had blocks. So we we were blocking punts uh, as well as taking kicks back. Yeah, right. Um, so I mean, like that on our that year that year our special teams were were crazy on on all fronts. So would you say? I I, I would assume you would say that you guys took pride in special teams. Most definitely. Yeah. Because they can win you games. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean. And I know you said that you can't, you're not seeing the Frost-led practices, so you can't say for sure. I mean, as a fan, when I hear some of the coaches, like, during their pressers say after year four that they've even admitted that special teams has taken a back seat. And it's like, it's year four, and you're just now realizing how important it is. I mean, as a fan, it's just like, what's, what's going on there? How do you overlook yeah. How do, you, how do you overlook that? Yeah, after consecutive bad years on special teams. Yeah, and it wasn't because, just one bad year. Right? It, it be, because necessarily, 
look look at the thing you said after four years look at the things that they had to necessarily deal with off the rip people are expecting people came in expecting frost to go to the big 10 championship the next year yeah that's right. wild. Um, that was crazy. <laughs> so and the thing about that it was just like you know it's for when he was first in there he was losing games by like they were they were they lost like four or five games like like under like a touchdown Right. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. mean, you had to deal with that. He had to deal with like offensive stuff and whatnot. The year after that, like he had to deal with you know Adrian being hurt, necessarily finding a rotation and whatnot. This past year, um, he still still offensive stuff. Like I think each and every year, the problems that they were facing necessarily weren't the problems the year before. So just unique kind of things that come up, and it's like okay, we got to tackle this now. So this year is just special teams, maybe. It depends. I don't necessarily know or whatnot, but I guarantee you that if they they've realized that and they said that, I, I promise you that they probably took into consideration of things and they've done things to better that unit. Okay. So let's go into just your overall playing career. How did you prepare? Did you like? Did did you just prepare as like you didn't really have to? You just kind of like it's game time. Let's let's strap up and let's go. Or were you kind of like, did you have like, you know, like a, a regimen? Yeah, like a normal thing you did every night before a game. Like, were you kind of one of the superstitious people, or was it just like you were ready to roll? Like when when the, the lights turn on, you're ready to go. Um, I mean, of course, always when the lights turn on, um, I'm ready to roll. But I mean, you got to mentally prepare yourself, and you got to see yourself uh, making assignments. Um, so you know, like even the night before, like I was still. Watch film and thing. Check my uh, check my little reminders of stuff and whatnot. Um, I would talk to my sister. I would talk to my grandmother. Um, I really kind of just try and be relaxed and whatnot, not overthink things. Cause sometimes you know you think it too much, can you can kind of like hype yourself down, and then like when something doesn't go your way, you kind of like suck yourself out. Yeah. So I try not to be on stuff like too too much. Um, just try and pay like cool, calm, and collect. Ch- uh, check. Check my reminders and whatnot. Um, try not to focus too much, like on the game. Just kind of like let things come, let let things come to you and kind of happen. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you know you love this sport. Um, I've put in the hard work the whole the whole week inside out. I know my assignments. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know the plays that are about to come. I know that I have opportunity to make uh, something happen or whatnot. So I mean, it was just really not to be in my own head. Um, is just get a good night's sleep, um, and then wake up, do my routine in the morning or whatnot, and go and get a good stretch, and then do what I need to do. And showtime. Pretty much. All right. There it is. And Mike, this is your next question. I'll let you ask that one. Okay. Um, with saying that, did you, is there any guys that played before that you modeled your game after, or were you kind of like your own guy? Like, was there anything that in your normal regimen when you're doing your thing, is there anybody that you're like, all right, I, I took a little bit from this, took a little bit from that? Like, was there any guy that you're like, this is who I, I want to model my game after? As far as necessarily, like, be, like I guess you can say style. Yeah. Um, Steve Smith. Yes. Oh, okay. I love Steve Smith. Um, yeah. Like, his aggression, his passion that he played with, like, he was relentless on the field. Um, so I tried my best and even still like a plan today, like he wasn't the biggest, he wasn't the fastest or whatnot, but you knew he was a dog. Yeah. He was dog. Um, and that's just the mentality that you kind of, kind of bring and whatnot. So, I mean, as far as that's 
a, a person that I would uh, say I would try and emulate or be uh, my style of game after just being tenacious and ferocious in my style of play. Cool. And relentless. I love that answer. Look, and before we started this podcast, you you said yourself that you were a Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. So Steve Smith Sr. <laughs> and I told Westy that my favorite wide receiver of all time is Anquan Bolden. I like, I like, I like, ooh, it's close. Like, I, I know, dude. It's <laughs> seriously. See but, see, but Anquan is taller. I went with Steve because Steve is like my height. Yeah. Smitty, Smitty is, is, he's short. Like, he he's a smaller guy, and he did inside and outside. Yeah. But Anquan, yeah. Anquan Bolden is one, is one of my favorite receivers of, of all time. Um, he was consistent, reliable. Um, he blocked. He caught everything. Yep. Uh, I mean, he wherever wherever he went to, like he was the same type of player. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm right there with you with Anquan. I, I like okay, Anquan man. a lot. Well, sticking on the Ravens, then <laughs> there is a guy that you may have played for that is now um, back in the NFL under the Ravens, Coach Dub. Don't you do it? Hey, Love it. No, no, no. <laughs> like, hey, how was it? What was it like playing for Keith Williams? But, oh, um, man, it, he, he was a. Uh, it was better. It was bittersweet, um, cause Dub would get it out you necessarily in a way that probably sometimes wasn't the best, but it was the best cause it got you to it got you ready and it got you to play. Yeah. Um. So I mean, every every day, you know that man is working to get you better as a man on and off the field. Um. He is a person who has changed the game for me mentally. Just seeing the game, my mental preparation. Um. He's trained me to play better, to move better, and everything like that. And he's the reason why my game has evolved to what it is now. So, I That's mean, awesome. it's a huge thanks to him and everything like that. But, I mean, he's just so much more than, um, like, you know, a coach on the field and everything like that. He he makes it relatable to off-the-field stuff. And he really gets the best out of you, whether you want it, want him to or not. Like, he's going to piss you off or he, whatever to get you to, to, get you to go. That's so, awesome. um, I mean, he's – He's, he's, he's a hell of a coach, for real. Like, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to develop players. He knows how to get your mind and get you focused, or you won't be where anywhere in his in his vicinity. That's right. awesome. And I think, I think like, a lot of people will tell you that. Just knowing, you know, who he works with and stuff like that. Um, and I think collectively, like, for the Nebraska fan base, I think he was, like, the one – person on the coaching staff outside of Bo that they wanted him to stay he was like the one coach that wanted him to stay well and honestly he probably would have so Troy Walters interviewed for that UCF job and then the the thing was is always Troy Walters going to come back because Troy Walters was the OC and the wide receivers coach so it was like is he going to come back Mm -hmm. and I was like you got to find room for for like the probably the best wide receivers coach in the country right and, and he did all right after that, too. He's like, all right, you know what? I'll do my own thing. And I think he did all right doing his own thing. Now right. he landed a job out in, you know, in the NFL. Most definitely. Yeah, he's, exactly. he's, doing, he's doing his thing. Exactly. Um, he, his resume speaks for itself, so he don't have to do really too, too much. He just kind of had to sit back and wait. And, I mean, he was, he was chilling. His daughter was still in high school. He didn't want to, like, move her around or whatnot. She ended up getting a full ride to um, Jacksonville. That's awesome. To play soccer. So, I mean, he's winning. Right, <laughs> right. He's got it made. Well, and just being a Ravens fan myself, like, of course, Lamar's Lamar, mm-hmm. right? MVP. Don't you forget it. <laughs> but so it's like, I want to, I hope that there is a significant, like, you can tell, like, this is a coach dub, like, trademark. Like, he's leaving his mark on these wide receivers. He obviously has a big impact. Because that's one of the big things about the Ravens is that their, off, their wideouts weren't the greatest surrounding Lamar. 
right? He doesn't have enough weapons around him. They just drafted Bateman from Minnesota. Let him get a handle on Bateman. Right. (laughs) But the thing thing about that is, like, are you necessarily – are you necessarily – like, I feel like Lamar got a lot of the criticism for his receivers not necessarily being up to par to where he can't throw – or or whatever, but yeah. um, Lamar Lamar did what he needed, and even still in college, like he would throw, he he was he was throwing and everything like that. Um, but I mean, as a receiver, I mean, and an NFL wide receiver, um, you have to go and get the ball. And I'm not necessarily I would I can't really say like I was really watching him necessarily like that, right. but um, like you have to go, you got to make some things happen sometimes, and I don't necessarily know if their receivers necessarily were doing their part to make things happen you, on their end. Yeah, you make an excellent point because that would always be my rebuttal to people mm-hmm. is that there weren't enough weapons around him. Meanwhile, like you said, a lot of people were criticizing Lamar for... Oh, he can't throw. He, he yeah. this and this and that. I'm like, at the end of the day, the, the guy can throw. The guy won the first round. He, he's won, a, he's won play, a role playoff game. Like, he can throw. It's, I don't think it's him necessarily at all. Um, I just don't necessarily think the guys necessarily around him would necessarily step up and do their part to necessarily make it happen for him. To where now Lamar's like, all right, like I know if I throw this, like I I know he's gonna catch it, or I know he's gonna go over and make a play. He doesn't have an Anquan right now. He's got like Flacco. Marquise is. I think Marquise is gonna reap the, the benefits of Keith though. I think. I, Get that guy a good wide receivers coach. I, th- I I I don't I, I don't even think it's necessarily Keith. I mean I think necessarily look at the other weapons that you put around him as a whole. You already know he can run the ball yeah. as a quarterback. You already know what they're gonna do with their tight ends. You already know what they're gonna do with the running backs that they have um, with Gus and with uh, the kid out of Ohio State, J.K. Yep. So you already know they can run down your throat. With either one of those two, but um, you you added a guy like Sammy who can take the top off. Don't don't get it twisted now. Sammy is still a freaking nature. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, just just just, just just because you had Tariq and everything like that. Like so, when Stan when Sammy wanted to get off, Sammy got off. Yeah. Um. So I think necessarily the whole offense will 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 benefit because of that. Um. I think you know with Sammy being a, a veteran and him playing and winning Super Bowls and going to Super Bowls and all that to where it'll change necessarily how they approach certain things. And then also with Doug being in there to, like, make the play. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's, like, with him, there's no excuse. Either you can make the play or you can't make the play. And if you can't make the play, they're going to get somebody that can make the play. <laughs> right? So, and that's and that's Dub. That's what I said. Like, Dub gets under your skin differently to where you feel like he's attacking you but like it gets you to raise your your level and it's yeah. like so it's it they'll, they'll see yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll see, see. you i'm trying to tell you watch if they if they if they have reporters or whatever there i guarantee you like they will report the conversation or some things of that dub is gonna do. I'm trying to tell you, you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, Keith, wide receiver, coach, whatever, assistant Keith Williams had a fit because of X, Y, and Z. I'm trying to tell you. I'm. <laughs> you heard it first to, on NBNR, right? <laughs> I'm trying, I'm, Look, man. I'm trying to tell you. Go, go and ask those, uh, those 
those reporters and whatnot that were there when Dub was there, when when Dub was there, and you didn't necessarily make a play. What did Dub do? What did Dub say? Right. They necessarily ain't reported, they ain't said, but I guarantee you, they heard some stuff. <laughs> Somebody getting chewed out. If there's anything that Keith Williams knows how to do, it's chew you out. To, well, and like leave his leave his mark. Like he he's a very like markable dude. Like he had his own hashtag, you know, right? right? Gorilla Whiteouts, Whiteouts for Life. Yeah. So, again, just have... I don't want to make this a Ravens podcast as much as I would like, <laughs> like it to be. But, um, Kyle, did you want to ask the next question? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, talking about, like, adding weapons around your quarterback and stuff. In the last, you know, year, uh, two years, Adrian has kind of struggled. Um, mm-hmm. And you look back at, like, his true, like, his true freshman year, and... He's got guys like Stan, and he's got J.D. Spielman, and all this other stuff. And he's putting up some pretty good numbers that first year. Um, so what do you think of, like, the assessment of the, the current wide receivers? Shout out to Tazzy. Um, J.D., hey, shout out. He's he a good dude. Um, <laughs> I really haven't seen. Like, I've been I've been hearing some things. Um, I talked to B. Riley not too long ago about a couple of dudes or whatnot. Um, I've been hearing good things. I haven't really seen it for myself and whatnot, um, but I mean, from what I hear, you know, that they're working, that they do have some guys in there that can do stuff or whatnot. So, um, I'm, I'm anxious to see myself because, I mean, you know, it's people that I know and trust that want what they say or whatnot. I kind of want to make my own assessment of things, yeah. but um, I, I'll, I'll see tomorrow, but hopefully, you know, they, they got some guys that can, can shake up and do some things. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, the no block, no rock podcast uh is named after the this idea that you know if you can't block you're not going to be on the field you're not going to touch the football so now you got these wide receivers in there that have this size and, and this weight and stuff like that and so i think it's going to be uh different at least for, for this upcoming year yeah. did you take pride in blocking as you a receiver to. you had to yeah i mean you take pride in your job so regardless um and in anybody like you may not like um, certain things that you do within your job or whatever, but you still put pride to and effort in to do it because you don't want to, that reflects you uh, as a person. And at the end of the day, um, the eye in the sky don't lie. Mm-hmm. And NFL teams will be looking at everything and you don't want to be put in a position where why did you, or a trend where it's like when you not, when it's not a pathway or whatever, you don't necessarily do your job right. or you might be considered as lazy. So, I mean... We had we had to, and I mean, at, it, we had a competition with blocking, so it it was it was different. Ooh, Brandon told us about that. He yeah. said that you guys got like uh, some marks on the board or something yeah. like that. Did, did you ever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, were yeah. you ahead of Brandon on that list? I'm not too sure. I got because <laughs> no, because no, it it would it be it be times to like I want to say their senior year. I think when we played Illinois, like. I want to say everybody in the wide receiver room dumped like one the same guy over and over. <laughs> like no, go That's like go back numbers. <laughs> like literally the same dude. Like he got dumped by every. He got dumped by Stan. He got dumped by me. He got dumped by B. Oh, he got dumped by Westy. Like everybody dumped him. Like was that the dude that when Westy said, "That's my bitch." What number? Oh man, I don't. We don't didn't have Drake. We have to go back. He he said so when we had. When we had Jordan on, That's not me. he's like, he said it was like the water boy. He said, he said, I, I'd find my guy and I'd say, there's my bitch. And he'd fucking go after him. <laughs> <laughs> we're, it just depends because on like one certain play, like 
three like two two dudes got dumped. I want to say um, me and B dumped a guy on the same play, and I think Wesley had like a bubble or something. It was ba- it was bad. Like, <laughs> For him. like we, we we would be in film like counting knockdowns. Like we would uh, we would do that first. Like the big plays coming and everything. Check how we ran this kid to <laughs> the fence, <laughs> or look how he got tossed oh. out of the out of the club with this. So like, no. we, it was it was something it was something to be said for that. You guys oh, were like a couple bouncers just. Oh, for sure, like it was, it, out. It, it was it was bad. It was it was real real bad. You um, gone. I might, I might, I think, I think Stan might have, might have won that year. Actually, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if I was ahead of B, but it, it was, it was pretty close. But I know Stan, Stan was different with it. Stan was dumping people with one hand. Like, he was a madman. Like, Stan lived for that. Like it, it was, it was crazy. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not messing with you. Like you know, it, he was, he was on some other stuff. <laughs> like li- like literally like st- like Stan was on another thing when it came to that like it was it was real real bad. So you're saying Stan's a little competitive? Uh, a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he he lived by the mantra no block no rock. Yeah, he lived it. Yeah, he he was. Like, we should just change this to Stanley Morgan, right? Or Stanley yeah. Morgan podcast? <laughs> no, we, y'all. <laughs> we need to get him no. on here sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah. He was here last week. I don't think he's here. I don't think he's here now. We have Zoom capabilities. <laughs> All right. If you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening. Um, okay. So let, let's shift back. So you're from Virginia, mm-hmm. right? And you came all the way to Lincoln, Nebraska to play football. Can you describe your recruiting experience? Can you describe what brought you here? Um, kind of go through that. Like, tell the fans, tell the listeners how that recruiting process works and why you chose Nebraska. Um, it was different. Um, before everything even started, like my sister told me, she was like, if, if I don't have to get, if I can't, if I don't have to get on the plane to come see you, like you too close to home. So I was, Ooh, I, was all right. like, I was like, all right, cool. Say less. Like <laughs> I'm out. Like I, I really didn't want to be close to home at all. Um, it was just necessarily like narrowing down, um, schools or whatnot. Um, but when I came out here to Nebraska, um, it was different. Um, my first time out here was a uh, big red weekend. Uh, I'm gonna say maybe it was like 2013. Okay, I think it was, um, and I don't necessarily know how they do it now necessarily with Frost's uh, under the Frost era, but I know with Bo, um, they would bring in pretty much like the top two prospect, two top two prospects, of uh, that they that they wanted. So every coach you know would have. You know their guys, and like, okay, these are the guys like that I like. You know, it's between or whatever that we would like. Um, so I came out here for that, and uh, when I came out here for that, um, I was treated differently. Okay. Um, not uh, not in a, not in a bad way, but um, while everybody else was kind of touring or in a meeting with like current players or whatnot, they had me watching film. Oh, like, like you like you were already oh. in the door. like so, like. Um, because like I, I, when I was coming out of high school, like I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people didn't necessarily know what I wanted to play. Didn't you play quarterback? My senior year I did. When well, you tossed so, out a touchdown to Tommy in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of, te- a lot of teams didn't necessarily know where I wanted to play. And I didn't, I didn't tell teams because I didn't want them to, oh yeah, we could, you can do this. And then when I get there, ah, we sticking you over here. Yeah. Right. So when I got here to, uh, when I came here, like Nebraska was my second school to tell me that they wanted to uh, play me at receiver. 
So I was like, okay, like, cool. Like, y'all already high on my list because that's what I wanted to play. Right. Oh, nice. um, they didn't necessarily know that, but I, I, I knew it. Right. Um, so when I came out here, um, Coach Beck um, grabbed me and Coach um, Coach Fish. They grabbed me. We went to uh, Beck's office. We went to the, the quarterback room that it is now, like right next to the head coach office. We was in that room. And Beck was like, this is like, I want you to play this. Like, this is where we're going to use you. We might do simple packages like this, but, like, this is it. And, like, they were just showing me film of stuff and everything like that. We went over concepts and, like, how we would do, like, how a cadence would go into offense and, like, how to remember certain stuff that, like, they're pretty much a whole rundown of their offense. So that's kind of like it was it. So, um it was between me and uh, I think another dude, uh, TV Williams. I think he ended up going to Kentucky. Okay. Um, but after, like, after I came out of the, the, I was with Beck for like forty-five minutes or an hour, something like that. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so after we came back, uh, I was we was walking back. Um, I was walking back with Coach Fish, and um, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, like I'm taking like you know the first guy that hops in the boat. Uh, to per, per se or whatever, and um, and I was like, T, uh, TV, I want to say it was like a four star. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I was like, yeah, I got him ranked higher than me, or whatever. I just wanted to know where they had me ranked at. Like I didn't really <laughs> care if they did or whatnot. I, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to see whatever he was like. He was like, um, no, like we have you. Like you're like the number. You're the number one guy. Like we want you. Like if he comes, cool. But like we want you. And I was like, no, you don't. Like whatever. Right. He was like, do you want to go see like our war room, like the board and everything like that, like. He was like, I was like, yeah. So like, he went in there and it's under lock and key. Like that door is like not open. Oh wow! Like it's like it's not. So like, he went in there, unlocked it, and then like we went into the board. And, like I see my name, and like for every position, it was like dudes in red and like dudes in orange or whatever. Yeah. And I remember him like explaining necessarily what all the men or whatever. So you would go across and like you would see what guys they wanted like in, like who do they want more or whatever. And I was like, oh okay, cool. So I was like. All right, I guess I'm coming here. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, stop playing. I was like, I'm not playing. Like, let's go. Like, I'm. I seen everything I needed to do. Like, you know, I know how y'all wanna um, use me. Like, I know I can come in and contribute on special teams. Like, I'm not worried about picking up the offense. Like, I'll do that. Right. Or whatever. You know, um, I got the opportunity. Like, y'all, uh, let me like you know work for it. Like, it ain't. Let's y'all not giving it to me, but you know. It's an opportunity to go. Yeah. Cool, find a bet. Like I like my like I like my odds. Like y'all wanna go to five wide and y'all got pretty much two receivers. You got an ex quarterback and you got um a guy, you know, who just ca- catches the, everything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool, like I, I like my odds. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it, whatever, cool. Yeah. Um, so and I mean that's kinda like how I went. And um, I mean I, I didn't I didn't look back. It was different. I went to go talk to Bo. Talked to my sister and everything like that, and I was just like, man, like this is it. Like I, I, I finally did everything that I needed, as far as from an academic standpoint. It's a good school. Um, as far as like football wise and everything like that, we were winning. Um, my coach liked me. You know, I like how stuff was was going and whatnot. It was a football town. Um, I know I've heard of the dudes and everything like that from watching them and whatnot. Um, so I was like, man, like why not? Like, right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> So if, if 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 it look like a duck and walk like a duck, then I mean it is a duck. So I'm yeah. like, let me go ahead and see what this is about. Right? So this is probably pre 
we'll, we'll call this Madonna times where everything's got to be all over social media and all that stuff. Did you have to do all that on the Twitter and the Instagram and all that stuff to tell that you're committing here? Commitment video. Yeah, did you have to do all that commitment video? Oh, uh, when, when I was kind of coming up, like that, that was kind of like just starting off. So like you would kind of see like the like the bigger name prospects, like top five. I mean, uh, the five star dudes, and like you would see them necessarily doing it. Like I really didn't care. Um, I think I put out like a notes or something like that on Twitter or whatnot yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, like that was for like pretty much like it though. Um, the other schools that that were recruiting me and whatnot, you know, the the ones that I did like was that I was thinking about. Like I called them, was like, you know, I'm a commit to Nebraska and everything like that. You know, I appreciate your offer and whatnot. And you know, if anything changes, you know. I'll be in contact, and I, I still kept in contact with, like, some of those coaches or whatnot, and, but it, it was that, like, the stuff that they're doing now is crazy. Like, that's too much. It's like, uh, <laughs> they got a marching band, and they right, got yeah. a full production like, studio. Like, they'll be on Twitter saying, here's my top 50. Right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> is that all the schools that offered you? Pretty oh, much. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, I mean, and I, and I get it. Like, I understand, like, it, it's exciting and, you know, whatnot, but, like, it's a great and, opportunity. And like, I, and I get that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, stick with your top five and keep it moving because, I mean, if you don't really make something shake in two years, you're either going to be on the bench somewhere or transfer to another school because you're upset because you're not getting treated how you wanted to. So, yep. So, <laughs> so do – so, and this is kind of behind the scenes, but do, like, coaches from other teams that maybe recruited you before you, like, committed to Nebraska and everything, like, while you're at Nebraska, do they still try to, like, recruit you? Do they still talk to you and say, like – Come on, anything is better. Come on, yeah, no, right. No, no, no. Um, the most that I necessarily kind of seen when uh, Bo got fired, um, dudes were just kind of checking in, like necessarily trying to see if like I was transferring or whatnot. Oh right, okay, okay. Um, but I mean, it, it wasn't like on some like, hey, we got this going on type of like, nah, like it, it wasn't like that. It was just like you know, seeing what happened. Um, just making sure you're still like, good. yeah, like, yeah. like, 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 is everything like good with you necessarily? Um, like I like I know that's a big change of whatnot. You went there for a group and you know they're gone. Um, let me know if you need help with anything or if you have any questions about how processes go or you know if you wanted to like if the process of leaving or whatever you know like any questions or anything if you got like that like just hit me like but hope all is well you know just right. keeping a loop type thing. But it wasn't like hey come here your dude just got fired right right. No, nah, it, it wasn't none of that. Yeah, that's no, good. No salt in the wound. That's yeah. good. <laughs> right. Um, so. My next question was going to be when you were in the process of being recruited by Bo and Tim Beck, mm-hmm. you answered it was, did they make any like promises to you? But you said yourself, like, I know I'm just going to get the opportunity. And that's what PJ said as well about Bo and his staff was they never made promises. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have to work for what you get. Literally. Like, there's no, you're starter day one. Like, you said this yourself. Is, this, 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 this is what... I knew that they liked me a lot. Um, the thing that they, and this is what Bo said to me. This is what Tim said to me. Um, my my receivers coach broke it down even more to me and kind of between him and Beck. But Bo was like, "Look, you're like you're gonna get the opportunity to you know to contribute. Like we like what you do, what you bring to the table and whatnot. There's guys here and whatnot. Like you'll still have to compete." Against them and everything like that, but you can only go as far as like you can go, as mm-hmm. you can go. So I mean, if you can pick up the system and you know go on, like then cool, you'll get more time. Um, if not, then you won't. Um, if it's too much for you, like your redshirt, like it wasn't, it wasn't anything promised. Like, look, we like you as this, but we don't know how you necessarily are going to adapt to what this is because it's a lot. Right. 
Yeah. So depending on how well you do, it will depend on if you actually go or not go. So and I was like, well, I know me, and I'm gonna always bet on me. So right. that's fine. Okay, I cool. got faith in me. That's fine. Like, all right, right. like what I can do. You making it an open competition to where, like, all right, like you got, and that and that's what made like that that year fun because like you had dudes like um, Amir, you had dudes like Kenny, you had Westy, you had um, Zaire on defense, you had um, Randy on defense, you had Nate, you had Jay Mitch, you had. Uh, you had guys to compete against. Yeah. So it was like, okay, like you watch something, you watch somebody do something. It's like, all right, cool. Like, watch this type thing. So I mean, it, practice was fun. Yeah. Like, like practice was really, really fun. Like it was before you know, like practice over. You like, damn, like all right, like. <laughs> but like we we got after it. Like Bo had us like on the schedule. Like we rarely went over. Um, I probably say like an hour and a half. Really. Um, we got in, we got our work, and we was out. Just hitting nice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right. So on the flip side of that, really quick though, so let's talk about the coaching change then. So when Mike Riley got here, you know, you you committed to a staff and you kind of saw yourself like uh, like big picture where you could be. Did did the Mike Riley staff come in and promise you or do anything like that or like, hey, this is this is how we see you in this picture, like anything um, like that or? They, Mike never promised me anything. I just know he really really liked me. Okay. Um. You know, he, I knew he was coming from, you know, being around. He, he liked the shorter receivers. Um, he, he was a, re, you know, that offense, he had, uh, I think, like two Belenikoff winners. Yeah, he had the uh, end around, like that end around thing was like a Mike Brown special. Yeah, Jacquez Rogers. And um, yeah. also, what's the dude from uh, Brandon Cooks? Yeah, oh, yeah Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Cooks no. was, the, was the more recent one. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, like, and Brandon Cooks, I think. Like I think he went the year like Odell and all them like yep. the draft. Yeah. So that might have been two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Um or the year before that or whatever. So like I knew like I'm like, okay, like he has a thing, you know, for short, quick twitch kind of guys and whatnot. Like I fit that and whatnot and he was just like, you know, this is what I'm trying to do, this is this and this and that. Like, you know, I wanna put you at the same position like we had him at. And I was like, All right, shit, cool. Like mm-hmm. and, you know, but I knew still you would have you still have to work and whatnot. Yep. It's a new system, um, new verbiage and everything like that. So like I knew I still had to work and whatnot, but he was just like, you know, that's that's the type of area like I would be in. I would be more so as like that type of style. And that that was that was good enough for me. I was like, all right, cool. Like the rest I'll figure it out. Yep. Um when times come, like I really wasn't tripping about it. Cool. All right. Um I might know the answer to this already. <laughs> but you know, you're from you're from Virginia, so this question might not be as outlandish as maybe if you were from like Miami. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about Nebraska where you're like, damn, I hate, I hate this part? Of the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I knew the answer. Oh my god, my fir- my first winner. I like I called my sister. I'm like, <laughs> what did I do? I'm like, help. Like, you know that plane situation you told me about? Man, <laughs> I like, can't drive home. <laughs> it was, and it, it was late too. Like, I'm like, okay, it's real, real cold, but you know, like, once you hit like January or February, like, it's different. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, I, I got cussed out by Bo one time. Like, um, we were like snowed in. It was like a, a, a workout. He was like, man, if you don't. He called me. I was like, man, I can't go. I, like where where I come from, like if if it's snow, pretty much like up to your ankle, like everything shut down. 
so you know, I'm thinking like, all right, like it, it's it's the snow is to my shin, like mid shin. I'm supposed they, to do stuff. They not. They not. We don't got nothing. Like we got no practice. Like it ain't no lifting. Like oh god, come on now. Like you can't go nowhere. The nope. The uh, the um. The truck's not even running. Like you, they don't really shovel around the university. Like I'm like, coach, do you see outside? Like how am I? What you want me to do? Put you get here, or I'm gonna put you on the plane back. Okay. Oh damn. Oh okay. shit. You either get here, or I'm putting you back on the plane back back to Virginia. Well, I'll see you in about ten minutes. So he like I'm like I, I didn't know I'm like well why weren't you there it's snowing outside like we, what you mean there's that white stuff school going. school canceled what you we still gotta school the practice got canceled look look you guys this is a podcast so you might not see his face but man I'm just like, baffled I'm like school canceled you know school classes go hand to hand you. Mm-hmm. Practice over. We done. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no, no. We that's wow. it. No, you <laughs> come out here. That's that. That's what it is. Okay, okay. I'll be right. there. <laughs> how long did it take you to? Are you even acclimated now? Or how long did it take you to get acclimated mm-hmm. to this? Uh, probably, this bullshit we call weather. Probably about two years. Two years. All right. Yeah. So I mean, that now I know it's like okay, like it, it is what it is. I mean, but you gotta you know bundle up and make sure you got what you need or whatnot. But that first year, it, it was the, it's the wind. I'm like, oh no, the wind chill is a bitch. I'm not going nowhere. And then I mean, <laughs> and then changing right, playing football in that weather, you're like, fuck. Thank God we would. I, I want to say the um, I don't think I. Well, we played Wisconsin. It snowed, but it wasn't really like. The Iowa game was really cold, wasn't it? But it was it. It wasn't. It was like it, the one here or which one? The one in Iowa City, wasn't it? Like it was cold, but it wasn't snow. Was it? Oh no! It was the in Lincoln, wasn't it? Like that Lincoln that, was my, my 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 sophomore year. Uh, my knee was already messed up, so I didn't even play in that game. Oh, I was in the locker room. Yeah. All right. I'm, now that you brought that up, I uh, need to ask you about that. Uh-huh. That the video that your knee just like whoop, like can you explain <laughs> that? Like what happened <laughs> and, <laughs> and and and. What was the recovery process? Well, you got a single. Like, I don't know another way to describe it. His that's knee his, was like that's his knee, man. And, uh, it's good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my knee hyperextended. So, okay, yeah, so it was yeah, a, yeah, that's what we said. So yeah. you know, necessarily it Damn. went down. It sounded like a suction cup when it happened. Oh, um, so I tore my ACL, oh, LCL, and ripped my hamstring. Oh. Um, I was actually I was just talking about this not too long ago with somebody else, like. There has actually been like a couple freakish accidents that has happened at Purdue's field. Like yeah. Somebody, yeah. Last somebody, year. somebody, Last else, year. somebody else got like hurt. broke his leg. Yeah, but my farmer. Um. So like mine was like I said it was like a non-contact injury. Uh, Stan has scored, and um, Stan was running. I seen him. And I was like, I'm not finna go jump on you because you kind of like running. So I kind of like turned around and started to go, and he kind of like bumped me, and I kind of like stumbled, and um. Like my, I took a step, I took two steps. This like the leg that I ended up hurting. I stepped down, and then when I went to go take my second step, I had a um, uh, one of the sprinklers, and my cleat slipped oh, off of it. Shit. And it just yeah, and it just like it, it like literally like glided off of it, and then all my weight was on it. My heel got was like, cause my the end of my cleat caught the grass. All right, so, cause I slid across the sprinkler. And then, like, my heel got caught in the grass. 
So when my heel got caught, like I kind of like got st- like my hip was stuck, and then like all my weight went forward. My knee was straight, hyperextended, and it just sounded like a suction cup. Oh my god! Like you hurt, like I you heard, heard a sound. I heard it. Oh, you, you I, I just knew you were you're like. like yeah. You know how you like how you press like a suction cup on the wall yeah. and like it's it's like uh, tight in there like that loud sound like oh, I, I heard it. Oh like, shit! So I like I hobbled and then like I stepped on my leg again and it went and I was like oh like I can't walk and then that's when I went down to the ground and I was like yeah I gotta come get me and everybody's like well what happened like so that's that's what happened with that um, nice. the recovery process. Um. I actually came back quicker than I was supposed to, actually. Yeah, I do remember um, that. I came back quicker than I was supposed to. I was supposed to wear a brace um, that year. I ended up didn't. Um, by, the, by, I think, like, training camp, I didn't. Uh, fall camp, I didn't. I didn't have it. So, um, I mean, it was quick. It was it was long and hard and everything like that. But um, we had our trainers and everything like that. Brandon, he, he was pushing me every day. So, yeah, it was cool. That's good. Gosh, you know, and Miles Farmer last year, same before thing. before the game even started, like they're carting them off, and so people give shit about Purdue's field and like how how bumpy it is and how like unkempt it is. Well, so I mean, like, they, would they you blame that on the field, or was it just that sprinkler that? I mean, it's just a, it's a free it's a freak accident. Yeah, I mean, I think Northwestern has the worst field in the Big yeah. Ten. So I mean, <laughs> dirt clods and man, it's just a sand pit. Um, um, but I mean, it, it, it happens, you know, it, it was a freak accident. Um, I don't, I can't blame anything like that stuff happened. It was already written. It is what it is. I mean, I got past it, it whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Now let's talk about some of your pro experience mm-hmm. with the Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders. Um, so you're still keeping in shape, right? You're waiting for that call. Mm-hmm. Oh, can, yeah. you, can you tell us like a little bit more about kind of maybe what you're looking for in particular? Like, what's the kind of opportunity that you would want a team calling you for? Um, necessarily, you know, the situation that's kind of like it would be like a necessary. It's it's weird necessarily like answering that question, but um, you know, somebody they're they're that they're kind of like into those like small quick touch receivers. Mm-hmm. Um. Somebody you know who necessarily would need help uh, from like a, their slot receivers or uh, like their return unit mm-hmm. um, on, on any phase of the game. So I mean something along the lines of that. Um, and there are certain teams out there that that has it. Um, you have to just make sure you stay on top of it. I and mean, you know my agent is, is on that and whatnot. So I mean it's just as long as I'm ready to go whenever he calls and everything like that. That's all that I can do for real, for real. Okay. So is that is that something like you know NFL teams they're looking for a specific person or a specific uh, position and they reach out to all these different companies and all these different agents and they're like hey I got just a guy for you um, necessarily yeah that or that like they they have like uh, their pro scout guys um, they're looking at like people who like had just like done workouts for uh, for everybody or like they have like their list of guys who they like or whatnot and when they when they want to have a workout and see a group of guys or somebody they want to bring then that you know they'll reach out. And hit me or hit my agent for a workout, and you'll go in. They like you, sign you, whatever. If not, then it's on to the next one or whatever. Okay. So, shifting from the NFL, you, you did get an experience playing with the St. Louis Battlehawks mm-hmm. with uh, 
with Brandon. Uh-huh. Uh, how was that experience? Did you like it in the XFL? It was, it was fun. Like, I mean, the, the XFL was smooth. Hmm. Um, it wasn't necessarily as political, at least for me, it wasn't as political um, as the NFL and everything like that. Um, you had fun. I mean, you in a city like St. Louis, who like you know they're a, they're a football city. Yeah. They're a sports town. So I mean, for them to have football back, it was exciting for them. The fans were were crazy and everything. Um, we were throwing the ball. We were winning. We were having fun. Um, so I mean, it, it was it was a it was a good experience. I mean, you know, it served its purpose. It got me back to the NFL. Um, it did what I needed it for it to do and whatnot. I mean, I got to play with some good dudes and whatnot. Um, I got to be coached by um, Wiz, you know, Oz. Oh, I call him Wiz, but uh, Oz, uh, Akeem, he played. Yeah, yeah he Oz played with the uh, yeah. greatest show on turf. Yeah. So, I mean, and him being a small guy and kind of doing that and everything like that. So, I mean, you know, we had tons of conversations about certain stuff and everything like that to this day. Like, I still, like, check in on him and everything like that. So, it was cool. Like, I like the experience and everything like that. All right. Um, Maybe this can be one of maybe our last question. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us what Spider 2 I Banana is? <laughs> oh, yes! Let's go! Mr. Gruden Special. Hey, tell you, want me, you want me to draw it up for you? <laughs> you want me well, they, they won't see it. They won't. Maybe that could be the video we'll release. just on a chalkboard. Yeah, I don't have so, a chalkboard. So pretty much um, <laughs> in in this scheme, you know, it's, he has his bigger personnel, you know, three tight ends in and whatnot. Um, pretty much somebody is running a corner. Um, and you know that'll be probably like the, the most outside guy, or maybe number two. Uh, probably it's probably number two, um, honestly. So he will run uh, a corner to the back of the end zone or whatever. You have somebody else maybe coming down in motion or coming across, coming in motion. Um, he will be coming under the backside mm-hmm. receiver or whoever's on the backside. It may be a tight end because you you depending on what personnel or whatever. But I'm gonna just say the X receiver. He would be kind of lined up close, not tight, but close formation because he would be coming over top of this other tight end that's coming under. So the X would be pretty much like setting a pick for the um, tight end coming under. Okay. Um, and that's like pretty much like your read. If they're playing man, the dude is gonna whoever is following, you know, the the tight end on the under, he would get picked by the receiver and. The back of the, the front side back pylon would be open. You can either do that, or if that's eliminated already, um, you got you would take your corner, and then you <laughs> would read your backside depth setter coming across, and if you read high and low, and that's what look, the spider two wide banana is. Look, you know what I appreciate? <laughs> <laughs> the detail. That's, that's, pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty much like what it is. Couple things, right? You know, it's a meme. It's people laugh about it, uh-huh. but it's actually a real thing. It's it's a real. It's play. A, and John Gruden, if you didn't know it, would probably he, rip your ass. He loves the play. <laughs> he um, loves the play. He for real, like he loves it. Like I like I when I'm watching, like I know when it's called. <laughs> like I I can see it. And I'm like I know, like I know the play when I see it. And that's it. And you know your job in that play. Yeah. I, if I would be in necessarily, like like I said, like he will go more so because you get closer down to the end zone. So, oh, so it's jump more. So jumbo, okay, bigger guys. And you will go, you know, your 13 personnel, which is you know three tight ends or two tight ends or whatever, and you got one receiver pretty much in. You could be in 12. It 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 it, it, it could work a certain in certain stuff, but. Mostly, like, you want 
you want the defense to think you're running. And okay. next thing you know, play fake. By the time you rush up, the, the mess has already happened. The mess is happening pretty much right on the line of the linebackers or like right behind them because they're stepping up. So by the time that they look at it, it's already too late. So he right. when I tell when I tell you like he he loves that play, he loves that play. So, like, so when we're watching the Raiders this year and, and Gruden's got his face covered with the play sheet, he just oh, he, oh, he, he, pass off. Once once you kinda like it in the red zone, oh it, it's alert. Like it, it can go down. Any anywhere I would say probably anywhere between I would say eight and eight is pushing it. Anything eight yards and under, oh, it, it could go. It's going. You oh, see three tight ends going on the field. It's like okay. Let's and I mean, and he, he's he's a he's a madman. So he'll he'll come <laughs> up with different types of stuff and whatnot to to do out of it. Different types of formations, different types of shifts. He's a shift guy. He he loves shifts. So that that that's his thing. Hey, just hey, I appreciate that answer, man. Like you don't. Have to... <laughs> <laughs> but hey, he solved the meme. <laughs> He solved the meme. Let me see the meme. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> Not, well, I'll show you after. Gotcha. But um, I think I think we can. What's up? Well, what's up? Let's let's do this. Uh, let's let's do a little plug-in. Um, okay, so Demarno, what are you doing now? Are you doing anything besides just getting yourself ready to go? I'm just training. Like uh, hopefully, like I, sh- I should know something probably after the draft. Hopefully, that's what okay. my agent says. So we'll see. So I've just been training, been chilling, um, just laying low. Excuse me, staying off my legs. That's good. Okay. And then um, for the Husker fans who don't already follow you, mm-hmm. uh, they can find you on Twitter, Instagram, etc. Don't punt underscore 15 is that. Man. Don't punt. Don't punt. Don't do don't it. Punt. Even if you're Iowa, don't do it. <laughs> they didn't listen. They didn't listen. <laughs> well, hey, DeMorne, it was excellent having you on. We appreciate the time. Appreciate you for having me. We just want to say here at the NBNR podcast, thank you again to DeMorne Pearsonell for taking t- some time out to talk to us. Um, look, if you're going up against John Gruden, maybe at Punt underscore 15, maybe he'll give you some pointers. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he knows John Gruden like the back of his hand, apparently. Yeah, Mr. ZY Banana or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, listen, if you're, if you're listening to this, we appreciate you. Okay, this is coming straight from the heart. Um, please subscribe to... Our Twitter at NBNR podcast, um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcasts, we are on there. If it's possible, please subscribe. Give us the five star rating. We need as much publicity as we can get. Gets you some more guests, um, so we can bless you with some of the, some of that Husker content. That you need. Um, this is one of your hosts, Jared Hall, Mike Delaware, Kyle Virus. And as always, don't punt in GBR.